0: hey everybody oh happy thursday it is i'm so excited garrett sussman of i pull rank here for the rankable live podcast this is this one's fun I, it makes me geek out a little bit because i personally love analytics i think they're fascinating and if you're a google analytics user the game is about to change um in the very near future and this is the type of stuff that you need to be on top of if you're doing any type of analytics reporting for your company um so today i'm joined by krista seiden krista oh man her legacy is is epic she's been in the industry doing analytics for you know much last decade as a product leader at google Uh, she's really defined the voice behind nearly all of google's like educational and documentation about how to make the most of Uh, you name it, Google Analytics, Analytics 360, the Google Marketing Platform. Literally, if you've watched any video on the Google Analytics YouTube channel, you've pretty much seen Krista uh, teaching us all how to use it, get the most out of it. And she has been working diligently with the team as well, consulting about GA4, which is a game changer. It came out more than a year ago. It's been iterating and updating. And now she's opened up, she's been working for her own uh, agency, which is KS Digital. She's the founder where she offers a variety of services and training and implementation and advising. I mean, Analytics, Krista is your woman, and and not only that, uh, she actually has a really adorable miniature dachshund named uh, Pepper. Thank you so much for joining me, Krista.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, Pepper's actually right down beside me, so she may make an appearance later. Oh,
0: <laughs> hi Pepper! And not only that, so so one other little fun fact about you is is you're a scuba diver. You've been to over like a hundred locations all over the world, right?
1: I have. Yeah. It's definitely a fun pastime. Although with COVID and uh, we we had a, a baby a little almost a year ago. So there there hasn't been too much scuba diving lately, but I definitely look forward to getting back out there.
0: Oh man. How bad do you miss it?
1: Uh a lot. It's it's so fun to, you know, go to all new destinations and see kind of a whole nother part of the world really, like un- underwater. It's it's really cool.
0: I I've, I've never done it. Personally, I'm terrified, but it is something on a bucket list that, that I feel like I, I don't know if it's a claustrophobia thing, but we we are we are not here to talk about scuba diving. We're here to talk about Google Analytics 4. So let's dive in. Um what's a little bit well first off, tell me a little bit about how you got into analytics in the first place. Like what's your origin story?
1: Yeah, um, I mean it's been it's been a while. <laughs> um So, you know, I I started out my career at, well, I started out as a fixed income uh, analyst at HSBC pre like 2008 crash, Um, then moved on quickly after I got laid off from there Uh, and started my career in in digital really at Adobe. Um, So I was actually hired onto Adobe before they bought Omniture. I was an internal digital analyst. I did, you know, business analytics. I helped make a, a dashboard for the CEO every month. Um, and, uh, at one point I was emailing probably 30 different people on a monthly basis asking for different metrics. And I realized that a lot of them, probably half of them came from Omniture, their analytics tool. And so I went to the web analytics team and I said, Hey, rather than me emailing so many people asking for this data, how about you just teach me to use this thing and then I can pull this data myself. That so, was were you the reason 4K. they bought
0: it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm not the reason that they bought Omniture, um, but it was great when they bought it. I was there, um, and uh, now not only did I have you know the web analytics team who had taught me how to kind of pull some reports, but I actually was able to take all of the Omniture training for free since I was then an employee, and that was that was great. That was a huge leg up in terms of getting really deep into analytics on the Omniture now Adobe side. Um and then you know I went from there to a company called the Apollo Group. They were a large company using Google Analytics and this was before GA Premium even they actually were approached we were approached I was there as being one of the very first customers of GA Premium um, and you know I helped to to design their whole Google Analytics implementation which was really funny since I hadn't ever really used Google Analytics in an enterprise setting. Um, I had only really like, ever used it on my blog prior to that. Uh, but I, I dove head, in, head first um, and you know kind of had to figure it out. And then shortly thereafter, I actually ended up going to Google to run analytics and optimization for an internal group at Google, um, which is now part of the cloud group, or is the cloud group. Uh, it was the Google Apps for Business group way back in the day um but i I built an analytics program there i helped rip out google analytics from all their marketing sites because it was improperly implemented go figure at google um and you know fixed all that and eventually ended up going to the google analytics team as the evangelist for google analytics and eventually as also a product manager helping to build google analytics and specifically google analytics 4
0: that that is an awesome journey and it, and it's it's funny because it's like one of those things where you never expect to end up there and yet each step along the way like kind of like really does make sense that yeah. you ended up and and now you're you know educating and teaching and advising and implementing like taking all that knowledge and just it must be like incredible for your clients i'm i do want to dive into so GA4 is dramatically different. It's one of the bigger changes for yeah. Google Analytics. Can you just kind of give me the the 360 tour? No, give me the like what is the the bird's eye view of of how is it different? what what do you think Google is trying to do with this iteration of analytics?
1: Yeah, so it's it's the most uh, dramatic thing that the GA team has really ever done in terms of releasing a new product. Um, if you think back really quickly, Google analytics was acquired it used to be called urgent analytics back in 2005 google bought it they integrated it it had a new code base called classic and um, so classic analytics was what that was called uh, in 2012 google upgraded analytics to universal analytics which is the version of google analytics that probably most people are most familiar with probably what everybody listening here is currently using today um, and if you think back to that switch you know that was a pretty big switch as well going from Classic analytics to universal analytics, but it didn't have the same pressure. There was definitely some differences. Custom variables became custom dimensions and they were kind of attached to every hit. There was, you know, some differences, but on a whole, it still operated, you know, very similarly. Like the look and feel didn't really change. How it operated didn't change dramatically. But now if you look at universal analytics versus Google Analytics 4, it's a completely different story. Not only does it look and feel different, but it's actually a completely different code base um, and a, a different way of, of thinking about implementation. You know, Universal analytics or the analytics that we've always used, you, you're familiar with page views and sessions and bounce rate and all these things. Um, in GA4, every single thing is an event. Even a page view is considered an event. And attached to every event, you have parameters, which are you know, additional pieces of data that you can send with every event hit. So completely different data model, actually much more similar to what uh, is now today called product analytics. Um, If you're familiar with kind of that term uh, and that space, there's a bunch of vendors out there that do product analytics specifically. And now GA4 is kind of competing in that space, but also brings along with it, all of that kind of marketing analytics goodness that Google has really spent the last almost two decades, 15 plus years uh, building out and and really making um, top notch in their product.
0: It's, it really is a cha- like a game changer in a lot of ways, because obviously they're pulling in, you know, it, there's opportunities to pull in the e-commerce and the attribution so much more effectively, but you really do have to, if you're familiar, whether you're an SEO or just any sort of like, um, analyst, you need to think about how you're going to use this tool differently. Cause I, you know, I've, I've been watching the videos, I've been playing around with it myself and just the events is not one-to-one with Universal versus GA4. Mm-hmm. And not only that, really? it's just fundamental things that are really important to a business. Like in Universal, you have goals. You have the whole premise of goals. And in GA4, it's all conversions, which yep. is much more flexible and granular, but is completely different.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the really. I think a lot of people will tell you conversions are are not, you know, they don't live up to to what you could do with goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, conversions are great in that you can take any event that you make um, or that you that you're sending to GA4, and all you have to do is toggle a switch, and that's now considered a conversion. So now you can send that to Google Ads, or you know, soon any of the other ads integrations throughout the Google Marketing Platform. Uh, there's a, a bit of additional reporting on that. They're starting to do conversion modeling on conversions in particular to start to fill in some gaps where you may have lost cookie data, but Google can model that out for you. So there, you know, there's definitely nice things about conversions, but I think goals were used for a lot more than just sending something to ads, right? It was uh, being able to, you know, people reported on goals a lot because they weren't necessarily a specific event. They were, you know, um, something within a session. They, they might have been, you know, that somebody visited a certain number of pages or spent a certain amount of time or got to a certain destination or a number of different things could be accomplished using goals. And they were much more available within reporting. So it's definitely a mindset shift that you don't have that type of ability in GA4 um, and in my opinion, probably one of the drawbacks to GA4 currently, but I think Google's hearing a lot of feedback on that. My fingers are crossed that uh, there will be more to come there to, to bring back some of that functionality.
0: We, and we were joking right before this is like because you have a lot of insights and there's a lot of NDAs, there's a lot of stuff that you know is on the horizon or Google's aware of, but you can't say definitively, oh, we're rolling this feature out, we're doing that. I know something has come up similar in the past, uh, questions around segmenting and filtering and how that's different. Um, there's, there's more of this like comparison set up there, which doesn't feel as, um, as, as I don't know, it, it feels more fluid than, than universal.
1: It is. Um, it's not as deep uh, and it is not as, uh, I mean, it's more fluid. I think that's a good term. It's it's not lasting, um, I guess. In universal analytics, when you create a segment, it goes into your segment library uh, and you can access that segment at any time. You can share it with others. You can you know kind of push it to the account to be shared or to the property to be shared across everybody. Um, and that's really nice. In GA4, in the reporting interface, you have comparisons, which... Can't uh, currently use metrics. They're only dimensions. There's uh, a limited number of rules that you can apply. There's no regex uh, or or statements, and that's definitely limiting to some people. And so, you know, they don't quite stand up to segments. You can still get segmentation though in the explore section of GA4. So there's this whole new section that is net new to GA4 that in my opinion is probably one of the biggest selling points of GA4 over universal analytics because it has a ton of new functionality around funnels and pathing and lifetime value and segment overlap and all of these really deep reports that you didn't have in universal analytics or a few of them were only available to 360 customers that are now available to everybody in GA4. But that's what the- i was going to ask
0: is it's just like yeah. what are what are those values to that point point? Mm-hmm. and it does exploration seems fascinating just because it's almost like a done for you google data studio situation like it, it almost, yeah. yeah
1: there's definitely yeah so kind of like data studio you have to build a lot of these reports rather than being kind of canned out of the box and that can be a little overwhelming for some people it's you know hard to know kind of where to start But for those who are kind of your really deep data analysts or really skilled in Google Analytics, they love it because they can kind of come in, build whatever they need, like a custom report, but even better, you can break it down, you can slice and dice it by multiple segments and segments bringing that back, there actually is a segment builder in the Explore section where you will be able to do kind of all of those things um, that you could do kind of in regular reporting in uh, Universal, um, but it still doesn't save those segments. So they, they're aware that there's kind of this missing segment library element. Uh, I've been pounding on for that uh, for a while now. So my hope again is that we'll see that in the future. Um, I think you know the, the constant narrative here is that GA4 is a great tool it is constantly evolving and hopefully, you know, in the not too distant future, it really will kind of meet all of the use case parity between Universal and GA4. But in addition, it does have so much more. So you asked about kind of those benefits. Um, The Explore section, I think is, you know, that is top of mind for me in terms of the functionality. If you haven't played with it yet, the funnels uh, builder is really, really cool. Um, You didn't really have anything like this in Universal uh, unless you were a 360 customer. Um, You can build up to 10-step funnels. They are very, very versatile. You can break them down by dimensions. You can segment up to four segments on top of it you can actually see um, the time between steps. So you can see how long it takes on average for people to go from one step of your funnel to the next. And if you have kind of a longer selling process, that can actually be super useful because what you can do with that is you can actually create a segment of the drop-off or of people who take longer than a certain period of time and use that segment to then remarket to them in Google ads or elsewhere. Um, So there's a lot of really cool functionality there pathing is another one of my very favorite uh tools within the explore section um i'm a little biased here because i actually built both funnels and pathing uh-huh. at Google. <laughs> um but i mean go ahead play with it i uh, i think you'll you'll see it's actually a pretty cool tool um so if you like it let me know if you hate it let the da team know
0: i i love that because it, it sounds like between pathing and funnels it like it sounds like a CRO's dream, right? Like there's so many more strong tools to really get the data to know if you are a web developer, web designer, or just a CRO, that what you're doing is like with these funnels is working. The pathing sounds really cool too. And so much of it feels customizable. It just sounds like whether you're a beginner or an advanced, you just have to accept the fact that this is different. This isn't going to be apples to apples by long term, this will be a better solution.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the goal. Um, yeah. And I think we're, we're getting there. Um, and I think you hit on something that's very, very important is that GA4, much more so than Universal Analytics, is going to be highly customizable. So one of the features that is already rolled out um, is this uh, feature called the library, which is all about report customization. And there's definitely going to be more coming here. Can't say too much more, but I'm really excited about the things that you know are going to be built out here. But one of the things that you can already do now that you could never do before in Google Analytics is you can actually customize the left nav. Like you can change the names of the reports, you can yeah. hide certain reports, include only. I have a section in mine called Krista's Faves, and they're just you know my five or six most used reports. Easy access. I have it all in one section. Um, it's really cool. It's great for larger businesses who want to try to curate certain report collections for different users. So for example, you could create a marketing team section and, you know, those are the six reports that your marketing team is always using. They don't have to, you know, go through and try to find everything and rebuild it themselves. It's there for them. Similarly, you could have, you know, an SEO team, uh, section and, and so on. And I think that is, um, really, really nice. And we're going to continue to see improvements there in terms of this flexibility of customization, especially within the reporting interface. So I really like that about GA4 as well.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that, actually, because it's nice because it's not too complex. Like you're not starting from a blank slate with some SaaS tools where it's just like, go, good luck, build, you know, Mm -hmm. use your own imagination. It's like you have the starting point, but then you also, you're not stuck to whatever the format is of the UI. You can actually build out and there's a lot of flexibility there. I think I think the 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 organizations that want to do that will take full advantage. That said, for so so many businesses haven't adopted it yet, and we're going to talk about why they need to. But just just basically, how how do you get started with uh, GA four?
1: Yeah. Um- good question and you know absolutely right on most people have not yet adopted this like the numbers are growing certainly people are starting to get on board they're hearing you know ga4 over and over and over just uh, a week or two ago google sent out an email saying you know ga4 should be your your new tool um, of record and so you're, you're starting to feel the pressure um you know google hasn't said anything yet that you know you have to use this universal is going away but i mean if you read between the lines That's certainly, you know, going to be coming at some point in the future. Um, But in terms of getting started, I think, you know, the very first thing you need to do is just get that GA4 tag on your website. Uh, And this is a strategy called dual tagging. Um, So keep your universal analytics uh, on your site. Don't remove that. That is currently your tool of record. But if you aren't using GA4 yet, set it up side by side. If you're using Tag Manager, this is super, super simple. All you need to do is hit, uh, is not hit, is implement the config tag, and you'll start collecting things like page views and all of the automatic events. Uh, And then, one other thing that I I didn't mention earlier, but this is also related to getting started, is a really, really cool feature of GA4 um, that is net new, only available in GA4 is this thing called enhanced measurement. So this is within kind of setting up your data stream, which is now what, what it's called when you connect a website to GA4, um, you will be able to toggle on or toggle off, I think it's six maybe events um that you can tell google to to collect automatically so there's things like outbound link clicks video engagement where you can see video starts video completed video percent uh you can see you know scrolls and site search and a bunch of things that previously you would have had to implement on your own and now all you have to do is toggle the switch on and google is going to collect it for you as long as you have that config tag on your site so it's Bare minimum, kind of getting that config tag and starting to collect both the automatic and the enhanced measurement events, but at least it's giving you some data. You can start to compare things like users. Um, But then you want to start building out your actual implementation. So if you have a ton of events, you're collecting a lot of data in Universal Analytics, you are going to want to start to define a solution design for GA4 so that you can start collecting that data too, so that you can kind of get those implementations, you know, apples to apples or really apples to oranges. It's never going to be apples to apples because very different data models. Um, but you want it to be as, as close as possible uh, to each other so that you can, you know, really start to get that historical data, collect it, understand it, and um, dig in and educate yourself on on what you're collecting so that when in the future the time comes for you to eventually move to GA 4 full time, you will be ready.
0: I I like the way you laid that out. And I was going to ask because that that seems like one of those things that businesses have to take into consideration is in in the sense of how we mentioned goals is setting up those events, those conversions. I do like playing around with the events. If you have ever used Google Tag Manager, it's very similar. To setting up a tag and a trigger in Google Tag Manager, so if you have familiarity there, you're probably really going to like the setup for events in GA4. Um, that said, you, you mentioned like getting set up and and doing the the dual side by side, which you know if you've ever done any universal analytics, you're always told like you're going to mess up your analytics if you have two you know tags on the same page, and that's not an issue here. But how how do you migrate and Here's the big question that people want to know is, can you take any historical data from your universal analytics over to GA4?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. It's definitely top of mind for a lot of people. So I guess kind of two parts here. How do you migrate? Um, I think migration is maybe, uh, you know, this is the term that Google is using and a lot of people are using. It's it's maybe not the right term um, because you're not, to answer the second part of your question, going to be able to migrate your historical data into GA4. Um, That data will live in universal. It will live in however you might be exporting it. It's a different data model. It cannot be combined with GA4 because of that different data model. Um, So you won't be able to migrate that data in. Uh, That being said, um, you know, once you get dual tagged, you start collecting data in GA4, you have your two data sets. If you want to see that data side by side, one thing that I have been recommending is setting up a Data Studio dashboard, pulling in a lot of your similar metrics. You can even have kind of your universal data pulling in your historical data, your GA4 data looking at, you know, current and forward data. And that way you have a view of that data with historical and current and present um, data, even though they're coming from two different, you know, different Google Analytics systems. Um, but in terms of migrating, I think you know there's, there's a few ways to go about it. Uh, Google has what's called the Setup Assistant, which helps you to kind of set up a GA4 property based on your settings in Universal Analytics. Um, if you're using gtag.js as hard-coded um, tagging, so you're not using Google Tag Manager, you're using hard-coded gtag.js for Google Analytics, um, it will actually read that code that you already have for Universal and start to collect data into GA4. This can be nice, but a, a big, big caution here is that if you have a lot of events that you're sending in Universal Analytics, and by that I mean events such as category, action, label, that hierarchy of events, um, GA4 will take that data that is hard coded via GTAG and say, okay, the action will now be the event name. The category and the label will be parameters on that event. And so you'll start populating a lot of events into GA4 based on what you have already tagged in universal. And you know, that might work for some, but for others, uh, especially if you are a prolific user of events in universal analytics, this could blow up your event architecture in GA4. You could end up with a lot of events that you don't actually need as separate events in GA4. And so I do recommend that while that might be a band-aid or, you know, an easier way to go for some that you actually take the time to rethink how you want to collect data in GA4. Do the research before you start to implement uh, really understand the tool and the use cases um, so that you can implement in a forward-looking way that is going to really set you up for success in the future.
0: I That's a really good point of like, it's not just a matter of switching over and ensure you can use Google data studio to stitch together, stitch together data, or even any of these BI tools out there. I'm sure people are going to take advantage of that. You've worked with clients already where you're implementing GA4 and, and probably and helping them, advising them strategically the bigger the company and the more in depth they've gone obviously it takes a while but like how much time would you realistically say for like an enterprise organization to a lot for this type of you know reconfiguration of how they even approach analytics using GA4 oh
1: man this is your classic <laughs> answer of it depends yeah. <laughs> um, of course but i you know of, of course i think You know, you need time, especially the bigger the organization, the bigger the websites, the more time that you're going to need to really think through the event architecture or the solution design for GA4. So that's actually one thing that um, KS Digital does a lot of is solution designs, um, both for Universal, but much more so now for GA4 is we're working hand in hand with the organizations to think through what are their biggest CTAs? What are the things that they need to track? How does that actually translate into the architecture for GA4? And, you know, then we provide a, a document that is kind of a whole design for them. Um, and ideally, we help them to implement that as well, look at it, you know, on the page, start collecting data. Um, and so I think, you know, that whole process, depending on the org size, can take anywhere from, you know, a few weeks to several weeks or a couple of months, depending on, you know, how many meetings and how much, Approval and you know the whole shebang, Um, but that's only one part of kind of getting set up and ready, right? There's collecting, you know, having enough time to collect data, QA that data, make sure it's you know as close or you know makes sense in terms of where you're at now versus your UA data. Uh, and then for a lot of organizations, and this is um, you know more and more true, the bigger the organization, you are going to need or want to have historical data before you actually make that switch to GA4 full-time. And so for an organization that is often looking at year-over-year data, this process will be more than a year to actually get to the end, right? Because if you need year-over-year data to compare, you're not gonna be comfortable relying solely on GA4 until you have that. So if it takes you, you know, a month to get the solution design and another month or two to implement and QA all of that and then once you you know feel good and you have sign off that that implementation is solid another year to collect data we're talking 15 16 months uh, to get there for a lot of large enterprises. Now, if you don't need year-over-year historical data or if you are you know, a company that operates much more on kind of like a month-over-month basis and you would be okay having just maybe a couple of months of data before you feel that you need to make that switch, then we're talking a shorter timeline, right? And the smaller the site, the easier it is to really design that and implement it. So I'd say it depends anywhere from a few months to well over a year, depending on the organization size and intricacy. Um, and you know, given that, especially for large organizations, do not wait to get started.
0: I, I think I think it's it's great advice. I think that it's surprisingly not on enough people's radar. And and to your point, while while it's not apples to apples, there are going to be a lot of benefits of setting up GA4. Obviously, you know, your agency is a amazing resource to getting that set up and people should reach out to you if they want to start doing a lot of self-service you also have a lot of training courses like naturally people can go on youtube to google analytics and see the videos you've been doing the last few months which are really great like kind of appetizers but can you talk a little bit about the training you put together and what that offer looks like
1: yeah, for sure. So we have kind of the the only real uh, end to end GA four course that I know of. I, there's a few others that exist, so maybe not the only the only one out there, but a very comprehensive course in GA four. Um, there's actually three courses. There's an intro course, um, but kind of setting that aside because it's just part of the the uh, reporting course. We have a reporting uh, a reporting course which will really walk you through kind of. What GA4, how to think about that new infrastructure, how to really navigate and understand the reporting interface uh, and and get to using that in GA4. And then we have an advanced uh, use case and setup course, which helps you to um, not only look at analysis or the explore section and really get deep there, but also how to Um, It teaches you how to take advantage of a lot of the things in GA4, which have moved kind of out of the code and into the interface. So, for example, you can create and modify events based on data you're already collecting all within the interface. You can set up cross-domain tracking in the interface. You can do a lot of things that before it would have taken a developer to help you do in the interface now. And so the second course really helps to walk you through all of that. Um, And so actually our most popular offering is the bundle, which is both the reporting course and the advanced course. Um, And you can find those on ksdigital.co or specifically academy.ksdigital.co. And for anybody listening to this podcast, I'll happily offer hundred dollars off. You can use the code GA4100 uh, and come and enjoy our courses. Um, You know, feedback has been great. And on top of just the coursework, we have monthly office hours with me. I wrote all the courses. I'm the one in all the videos teaching you, and you get office hours with me. You also get a Slack community where um, you know we're in there 24/7 uh, answering questions and and kind of really helping to uh, get you up and running on GA4.
0: I I love that. I love the Slack community too because I think you know, it, it's funny. We, we both have dogs and, and, and we want to like, when you try to train your dog, you try, you go to these YouTube videos and, and someone will give advice and it doesn't work for every dog. It's, it's almost the similar with analytics, every, to your point, every situation is unique. And when you run into that unique problem that you can't just Google and find, especially with something like GA4, that might not be up there yet. Mm-hmm. Having a, a resource like that sounds awesome. Um, so if, so you, you all heard it, where the course is, and that uh, Chris is so generous offering this $100 off. So we'll have that in the show notes. Uh, in the meantime, if anyone else just wanted to reach out to you, Chris, and, th- and thank you so much.
1: This is really important. How do they find you online? How, how do they kind of get in touch? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm very active on Twitter uh, at Krista Seiden on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn at Krista Seiden, um, and you can find my blog kristaseiden.com or ksdigital, which is ksdigital.co. So that's a a ton of ways to reach me online.
0: I love it. Uh, So that's you all heard it. GA4 is is it's free. It's something you should be doing now. It's going to increase your value. There are some limitations, but it's worth it to start educating yourself. And if you are a massive enterprise and you have a complicated set of goals and conversions already on universal analytics, like you need to get started on this yesterday. Krista is your woman. Thank you so much for being my guest, Krista. This has been awesome.
1: Of course, and uh, I think we have a little special
0: guest here that just wants to say a, a hello and a goodbye. Hey, Pepper! Oh, what a good sweet dog! Thank you again, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This has been Garrett Sussman, the Rankable Live podcast for iPoll Rank. Chris DeSiden of KS Digital. We'll see y'all next week. Next week we have this is this is going to be nuts. You remember from the '90s, uh, the song "Whoop There It Is" by Tag Team. Oh, apparently yeah. so dc glenn one half of that tag team is actually gotten into seo and he's hopping on the rankable live podcast next week so he'll be our guest ne- next week thursday october 28th at 1 p.m we'll catch you all later and look at the show notes for that generous 100 offer on uh krista's course have a good one